The Atlanta Braves might have the most complete roster in all of baseball, but that doesn't mean there aren't some very intriguing position battles to watch in spring training, including the fifth starter spot, the bench, and the back end of the bullpen as well. We'll cover all that on today's episode of a Locked On Braves, so let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on social media at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at Bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on social media at LockedOn underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback you have for the podcast. we got our Mailback Friday episode coming up. I'll send out a tweet from LockedOn underscore Braves on Twitter. Submit your question to that tweet to be answered on Friday's episode. If you are new on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We did it. We've hit 9,000 subscribers on YouTube. Just another thousand away from 10,000 trying to get there by opening day we average about 250 to 300 new subscribers a month so gonna need a little bit of an opening day push to get there but you can help me do so by hitting the thumbs up button on this video but thank you so much to all those out here or out there rather who subscribe to Lockdown Braves and support us here at Lockdown Braves appreciate everything that you do to help support the channel got a lot of people in here already Sean Finley says 10k by opening day let's go hopefully we'll get there Ecuadorman in here already, uh, Bojack, Rich Le- Lechman in here, Chris Fields, Mike Porter, Rich Gunderlock, Leland Phillip, Nick Harvey, Allen Daniel, uh, Chris Thornton, Jeffrey Humphreys, Chuck McMillan, Leland in here. Thank you so much for joining me live. Do a lot of these live during the offseason. If you want to join me, usually start around 9 Central, 10 Eastern. Today we are going to be looking at the position battles in spring training. Baseball season is here. Pitchers and catchers reporting for the Braves on a Wednesday, and we kick off the season. So really, really excited to get there. See Monty 2K saying 12K by the end of the season. Would love, love to see that, but so thankful for all the support that we have here at Lockdown Braves and this great community that we have. Before we get into those position battles, I want to remind you today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more new customers. Join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. It is Wednesday, February the 14th. Pitchers and catchers reporting for the Atlanta Braves. It's also Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there. I love you for supporting me here on this show. Hopefully uh, you enjoy the show with a loved one as well. I get people all the time telling me that they're them and their wife listen to the show or them and their kids. I love hearing that stuff, but hopefully you all had a, a great Valentine's Day with your loved ones. But let's get into the position battles for spring training. Yesterday, we talked about the five biggest storylines, which kind of overlap. What we're going to talk about today a little bit, but if you missed that episode, make sure you go back and check it out. Let's start by looking at the spots that are locked up because a lot of spots are already accounted for with this Braves team. Like I said in the cold open, I don't know that any team in baseball has as many starting positions already locked in as you come into spring training. You look at the Braves position players, catcher, First base, 
second base, third base, shortstop, left field, we're assuming now, center field, right field, and DH. All of them. There's really not much debate. We know who's going to be at those positions to start the year bearing any type of injury in spring training. Even when you go into the rotation right now, SP1, SP2, SP3, SP4, all accounted for and locked in. Again, assuming they're all healthy. And then you even go to the bullpen where you're likely going to have eight spots and six of those are already taken and pretty much guaranteed. You got Iglesias, Minter, Pierce Johnson, Joe Jimenez, Tyler Matzik, Aaron Bummer. That's six spots. So even your backup catcher is already accounted for in Travis Darno. So there just really aren't a lot of openings coming into spring training. You look at the spots that are open and the position battles we'll talk about today. There's one rotation spot up for grabs. There are three bench spots up for grabs, and they might be the least utilized positions on a roster in all of baseball because the Braves almost never use their bench, but we'll talk about the top candidates for those jobs and then two bullpen spots. And, you know, that's all de dependent on what they do with Ronaldo Lopez. But for now going in, we're going to assume that he's going to get a shot in the rotation. But if that doesn't work out and he falls to the bullpen, then you're looking at just one bullpen spot that's going to be available in spring training. So, not a lot really to watch in spring training as far as big position battles go, but we do have some key ones here that are going to be important for the Braves this season. And you got to start it off with the battle for the fifth starter position, where I think there are some really good candidates. There's a lot of candidates. There's several candidates, I think, for this job. And I think there's some good candidates as well. We're talking about a fifth starter here. So, Again, you, you got to be, you have to keep that in mind. We're talking about some of these candidates here and what to expect from the fifth starter. Not many teams in baseball have this quote unquote problem that the Braves have in the fifth starter job. A lot of teams coming into spring training are, are hoping to fill at least two spots in the rotation. The Braves just have one to fill and they have some really solid candidates to do so. But the front runner, I believe, is a guy we talked about yesterday and somebody that's already, I think, been hyped up a little bit coming into spring training as pitchers catchers reported on Wednesday, and that is Ronaldo Lopez. I think right now, going into spring training, he is the front runner for the fifth starter job. And again, I talked a lot about the reasons why and why not on yesterday's episode. I think the key for him, and I don't even know if we'll get a chance to see it in spring training, is how does that fastball velocity hold up You know, through five, six innings? Is he able to carry 96, 97, 98 through five or six innings? Can he get through a lineup two or three times with a predominantly fastball slider combination? We know Spencer Strider does it, but he is an, a huge outlier. What does Ronaldo Lopez look look like in the starter's role? But I label him the front runner because kind of similar to what Mark Bowman of MLB.com said when he predicted that Ronaldo Lopez will get that spot is that if the Braves are going to give him a chance to stretch out in spring training anyway, you might as well just go ahead and start the season and give him that job and give him that chance and opportunity because if it doesn't work out, then you can always just move him into the, the bullpen and call up 
you know, a Bryce Elder or somebody else like that. Maybe at that point you feel a little bit more comfortable about one of the young guys stepping in to the rotation. So for now, when I look at the fifth starter battle, I give Ronaldo Lopez the edge. I think he's the front runner going in. Next up in my mind is the aforementioned Bryce Elder. I mean, you're you're talking about a guy who was an all-star last year. I know things really fell off in the second half, but he's still somebody. I said it coming into spring training last year when there was a battle for the fifth spot. I thought that Bryce Elder would win it straight up. I thought he was the safest bet. The, the, the run that he had to end 2022, and he really carried that into 2023, I thought he was the safe bet. But Schuster and Dodd came in and looked so good in spring training and ended up being a little bit of fool's gold. And then Elder comes up, dominates for half a season, regresses a good bit in the second half. I still like Bryce Selder, and I think he would be a really solid fifth starter on just about any team. And then on this team, I think he will be. I think he's going to pitch a lot of innings for the Braves this year, but he would be the next man up for me. And then you have a special category for the young guns and AJ Smith Shaver and Hurston Waldrop and talked about them on yesterday's episode as well. And I'm sure we'll be talking about them a lot throughout spring training, but the key for those two is how much of a look do they actually get in spring training? That's what I'm curious to see. Are they really considered in this battle? Do the Braves want to push them or do they want to hold them back for minor league depth? There's also the prospect incentive to you know start them up at the beginning of the year. I think they're both eligible uh, for the prospect incentive. So you start them on the major league roster to begin the season, and then they go on to be you know in the top one of the top finishers in major awards. There's a chance for you to get compensation and get a draft pick in there. So there is that incentive. The Braves haven't really seemed to push for that a lot here recently, but. Uh, there is that potential as well, a reason why, why you might want to start one of them on the opening day roster to begin the year. But both of them are going to have to earn it. It's not going to be handed to them. I think they're going to have to come into spring training and basically do what Schuster and Dodd did last spring training and just dominate and look like they're ready for that job. But again, we saw how that can be a little bit of fool's gold in spring training. Others in consideration for that fifth starter spot, Waskari Noah, I just I don't know how quickly he'll get up to speed having not pitched in a while. So I think there could be a slow ramp up for him. Darius Vines, who had some good games last year for the Braves. Also Alan Winans, who was impressive at times last year. And Dylan Dodd, who was not so impressive at times last year, but like I said, was a had a lot of helium coming into last spring training and then had a really great spring training, had a really great first start. And then it was pretty much downhill for him after then. So can he get it back together? I think he's somebody, again, I think all these guys, you're going to need at least 11 starters to get through a season. All these guys are probably going to contribute at some point, but assuming everyone stays healthy, I think Lopez is the front runner. I think Bryce Selder's next up. And then for AJ smith Shaver and Hurston Waldrop, it just, it depends on how big of a looks they get at spring training and how they obviously look uh, when they do get to pitch. They look like they're ready to throw against big league hitters and can they, you know, command those pitches, which is the last big hurdle for both of those guys. So that is the battle at fifth starter. The one many people are going to be keeping their eye on and be a really fun one. But at the end of the day, you're probably going to see all of these guys get an opportunity at some point throughout the season. All right, next we'll talk about the other position battles, the bench, the bullpen, and whether or not the Braves are done adding. There's still a lot of really good players 
out there that the Braves could bring in to upgrade some of these positions. We'll talk about all of that here next. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to the next big event, and you don't have to when you use Game Time. Game Time is the best app out there for you right now to buy last-minute tickets. They have deals all the time for sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Killer last-minute deals, all-in prices. View from your seat, which I absolutely love when buying tickets, and I bought a couple of tickets for the Braves games on there last year. In fact, all the Braves games I went to, I used the Game Time app. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. All-in prices show you total upfront price, so you're not having to guess when you get to the checkout. Oh, here comes this added fee that I didn't know about. I absolutely hate that on other sites, but you don't have to worry about that with Game Time. You get the full price upfront. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Game day. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. And they got the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Make sure you download the game time app, create an account, Use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. I want to remind you, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. And now you can find the Locked On Sports Today channel on Amazon Fire TV, making it even easier for you to get all the sports coverage that you need. Later on in the week, tomorrow, we're going to be looking at the top free agents for 2025. We're going to take a peek ahead to next offseason as this one wraps up. Although, as we're going to talk about here in a second, there's still plenty of good free agents out there. But we're going to look ahead to next year's crop where it could be a big one for the Braves. They might have to spend some big money on starting pitching. We'll talk about that on Thursday. Friday, we'll have our mailbag episode. And then next Miners Monday. So next Monday coming up, I will tell you who I think could be the biggest, best candidate for the Braves to win Rookie of the Year. So we'll be talking Rookie of the Year awards coming up next Monday. All right, getting back into the position battles here. And a lot of these guys are guys I talked about when I did my rankings of the non-roster invitees. You want to go back and check that out. I believe that was last Tuesday's episode as well. So I'm not going to go into a ton of detail on a lot of these guys, but Luis Guillorme, and David Fletcher and Jordan Luplo are who I put as the front runners for the bench right now. I'm not sure if you carry both Fletcher and Guillaume as they do similar things, but Fletcher can play corner outfield in a pinch, and I believe he's the better defender, at least if you go by outs above average last year. Fletcher is the better defender up the middle, so I like having Fletcher on the bench for that reason, but they both do very similar things. Um, neither is a powerful bat off the bench, which kind of hurts a little bit, but both have really good contact skills. So you just need somebody to come in put the ball in play. They can certainly do that for you. Neither one of them's really fast either. So it's not necessarily what you want on the bench, but 
here's the thing. When you look at the Braves bench, and I've seen people make this comment that the, the bench isn't good enough. They don't have a lot of depth. Unless somebody gets injured, and let's hope that doesn't happen. It probably will at some point throughout the year. The, ben the bench for the Braves is, is useless. Look, Charlie Culberson was on this bench for chunks of the season last year, and he just sat there. The Braves don't use their bench. Who are you pinch hitting for outside of maybe Jared Kelnick? There's just not really many pinch hitting options in this lineup. You want all these guys in this lineup to hit. So uh, the Braves, again, they have a very powerful one through nine in their lineup already. There's not a ton of mixing matching. There's not a lot of platooning that you need to do. So I don't want to say the bench is insignificant, but probably more than any other team in baseball, the Braves bench can be somewhat insignificant. It's really just there in case of emergencies, somebody gets hurt and you need somebody to step in and fill in for the rest of the game. I just mentioned Charlie Culberson. I see new turbo say is Culberson going to be at spring training as a pitcher. Don't know that he'll be in big league camp, but Braves did sign him as a pitcher. So he'll be trying to do that at least in minor league camp, uh, trying to resurrect his career as a pitcher. Looking at next up on the bench, uh, position battles. I have Eli White, Forrest Wall, J.P. Martinez, and Lurie Garcia as the next candidates up. White and Luplo, who I mentioned, I think they are the top candidates. I think one of them, as of right now, unless the Braves go out and get somebody else, and I still think that's a possibility, I think those are the top candidates to be on the bench as a right-handed bat. Like I said, if you did want to pitch it for Kalnick or give him a day off, you got to have a right-handed outfielder on the bench for that. I mentioned Fletcher can play corner outfield if you need to and as a right-handed bat, but I really think one of Eli White or Jordan Luplo is going to be that guy. I give Luplo the edge just because he has more of a track record at the big league level, having a ton of success against left-handed pitching. If the Braves wanted to keep Fletcher in the minors and go with another solid bat on the speed from the left, solid solid bat on the bench who has speed and also has some pop, they could go with either J.P. Martinez or Forrest Wall. Now, neither one of them is currently on the 40-man roster, but also neither is David Fletcher at the moment, and the Braves should have plenty of 40-man spots available. But you could, I could see the Braves going with a bench of either Guillaume or Fletcher and then either Eli White or Jordan Luplo and then either Forrest Wall or J.P. Martinez. Honestly, I like I like having that usable bat on the bench and not not just usable for a pinch hitter, a left-handed pitch hitter, but also because of the speed that they use or they have as a pinch runner. I think gives Martinez and Wall a good chance to make this roster. And then Lurie Garcia, if the Braves wanted to just go with a a switch hitter that can cover pretty much or can cover every position except for first base and catcher and someone who has speed, then I think Lurie Garcia makes a lot of sense as he can do a lot of things for you. So I like those candidates as well. Again, I think there are some good options there. But at the end of the day, you're not really using a lot of these guys. Others in consideration for the bench, Luke Williams, Andrew Velazquez, Philip Evans, some others that do similar things. They kind of play all over, You know, give you a little bit at the plate, have some speed. Uh, so there's you know a lot of solid candidates there. These aren't guys you want to necessarily live with as starters for a while, but they can be solid backups in a pinch and can help kind of get you through 
you know, hopefully a shortened injury stint for any of the Braves starters. And then finally, looking at the bullpen, I'm going out on a limb a little bit here with my front runners. I'm going with Ken Giles and I'm going with Daysville Hernandez. I just, Ken Giles very much gives me Nick Anderson vibes from last year, somebody who's done it before, been very good, trying to make a comeback. If the stuff is there and, you know, it's mid to upper 90s fastball velocity, I think he has a really good chance to stick in this bullpen. Same for Days Bulls. We saw him at the end of last year. Really good stuff. The only other consideration here would be if you wanted to have a swingman in that last spot, somebody that can bridge that gap, which you do typically want earlier in the year where starters might not be going as deep, then I could see a, a Jackson Stevens, maybe even a Waskari Noah or a Taylor Widener filling that final bullpen spot. If you wanted to have somebody that can give you multi innings, you know, kind of help bridge that gaps. Like I said, as starters are continuing to amp up their workload, I could see one of them getting a job, but I think Ken Giles and Daisbel Hernandez are probably going to be two of the better arms that we see in spring training that are maybe most likely deserving of those spots. Only thing I would say is, is I think Ray Kerr and Dylan Lee have really good stuff and can be really good pitchers, but I can't imagine the Braves carrying four lefties in their bullpen. So that's, and those guys have options. This is one of the very nice things about the Braves bullpen that they have right now. Almost everybody has options. Last year, it seems like they were really struggling to, to make decisions who to send down because you know players didn't have options and they feel like they were having to hold on to players that maybe they wanted to send down to bring up a fresh arm. I think Alex Gonzalez has done an underrated job of improving that this year where you have all these really good arms who have minor league options that you can move back and forth. And I think that's going to be a big plus for the Braves this year. But I have Ken Giles and Dazel Hernandez as my front runners, the guys that I think will be the most deserving. But like I said, I could see them filling one of those last spots with a Stevens or an Anoa. You know, you want to give him some multiple innings as you continue to to ramp him up or a Taylor Widener. Ray Kerr and Dylan Lee will be one of the next lefties up if something happens with a, a Matzik, a Bummer, or an A.J. Minter. They'll be the next guys up. Uh, other guys as well, Grant Holmes, Ben Bowden uh, could be in the mix as well. But I think it's I think it's between Giles, Hernandez, and then if you wanted to go with one of the long men, Stevens, Noah, or Widener. And again, a lot of that depends on what happens with Ronaldo Lopez. So those are the position battles. Fifth starter, bench, bullpen. Braves are really blessed. They don't have many holes and areas that they need to figure out. They have a lot of questions already answered. And I think they might not be done. Look, payroll is what it is. If they don't want to go over that third threshold, tax threshold, there might not be a lot of wiggle room. But you look at the free agents still out there. You got Brandon Crawford, who is still an elite fielder. Maybe he doesn't have much with the bat, but if you you want to just get an elite, you know, backup middle infielder, true shortstop, Brandon Crawford's still out there. Now, maybe he doesn't want to come back. Maybe he's not going to come back unless he gets a guaranteed job. Maybe he just decides to hang it up, but he is still out there. Tim Anderson is still out there. I'm not saying I want any part of Tim Anderson, but he is still out there, but he's also probably looking for guaranteed playing time, maybe going over to the Marlins. But you look beyond that, and there's A.J. Pollock, there's Will Myers, there's Mike Clevenger 
out there. Randall Gritchick, somebody that I really like from the right side. Enrique Hernandez, Michael Lorenzen, somebody that a lot of Braves fans wanted at the trade deadline last year. He's still available. Ahmed Rosario, Adam Duvall, Tommy Pham, Michael Taylor still out there. Another player I really, really like. Whitten Merrifield, somebody that I really, really like. Robbie Grossman, somebody that I really, really like. There are still so many good free agents out there. You know, perhaps some of these guys have to take smaller deals. Maybe they have to take even minor league deals. I think there is still the opportunity for the Braves to bring in some of these players and improve the bench. And I think there's certainly a possibility that that happens. So we could see more names coming in throughout spring training for sure to compete for some of these jobs. But we'll just have to see how all of that plays out. But going in right now, those are the players and the positions that are up for grabs right now going into spring training. Let me know down in the comments section, who do you think is the front runner to win each of those jobs? Who do you think will win those jobs throughout spring training? Would love to hear your thoughts. All right, next, we will get into the news of the day and talk about everything we got on the first day of spring training with pitchers and catchers reporting. We'll discuss all of that here next. Get buckets right now over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book with the NBA season going on and the NHL season going on. There's still plenty of action happening and Major League Baseball right around the corner. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. But bet it all on NBA players and teams with quick bets. Live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more on their easy-to-use app or over on FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. The Celtics right now are heavy favorites to win the NBA titles. Your Atlanta Hawks are not. But, hey, there's, what, over half the league gets into the playoffs or at least that play-in game. So there's always that chance. We see the a run like the Diamondbacks this past Major League Baseball season. You're gearing up for the baseball season. They got futures bets there as well, where the Braves are minus 300 favorites to win the NLE. So huge favorites there. They're over under on a win total is 100.5. They've surpassed that in the last two years. And I would say this team on paper is even better than the last two years. So that might be one to look at. Acuna and Strider are still your MVP and Cy Young favorites. They got all that over on fanduel.com slash locked on. Also make sure you visit fanduel.com slash play safe for tools and resources to help you stay in control of the way you play. Fanduel, the official sportsbook partner of NBA. I want to remind you again that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel on YouTube, subscribe there, and also you get it now on Amazon Fire TV. Let's wrap things up here with a little bit of news and also our opening day countdown. We got a fun jersey number for you today, but let's go over some of the news around the league. Phillies and Zach Wheeler apparently are working on a contract extension that hurts in so, so many ways because would love to have Zach Wheeler with the Atlanta Braves. We'll obviously talk about him on tomorrow's episode, but sounds like he wants to stay in Philly and you know the Phillies are going to pony up that money to pay for him. So that hurts in so, so many ways if it does happen. ESPN announced they'll cover or they will show several 
spring training games, including the Braves and Red Sox on March 7th. So we know we at least got that one on TV. I have not seen a schedule uh, from Valley Sports for spring training yet, but hopefully we're going to have several games televised. Liam Hendricks is close to signing with the team. I think he's supposed to make that decision on a Thursday. He's currently rehabbing from Tommy John, so it's a similar situation to what the Braves did with Kirby Yates a couple of years ago. They signed him, you know, a backloaded deal, knowing he's probably not going to pitch in that first year, but you hopefully get him for the second. Obviously, he's been through a lot and battled back uh, to try to pitch again, so wish all the best for him. Article from Ken Rosenthal on The Athletic talks about why the Braves and Dodgers don't have as many Scott Boris clients. I have a lot of you ask me all the time. Had somebody ask me just today, what are the chances that the Braves go out and sign Boris clients this offseason? One of the Boris clients out there. Go give that article a read. Again, it's over on The Athletic. you got to be subscribed, but very good read there. Kind of details why the Braves and Dodgers, two of the best franchises in baseball, don't have a lot of Boris clients. Notes from Braves spring training on Wednesday. Like I said, pitchers and catchers reporting some position players as well. I watched every video of players arriving. I watched them each like 10 times. I love it all. Give me all of the videos. I love hearing the pop of the glove. I mentioned it yesterday. I wanted to see pitchers building practice, and we got video of that as well. So I love seeing all those videos. Gets me super pumped up for spring training and opening day. Strider hasn't missed a leg day. That is confirmed out there. AJ Minter said the Braves haven't inquired about an extension. Says he'd love to stay here, but it's out of his control. I've talked about the AJ Minter situation some. I think that's one where you just kind of wait it out. Relief pitchers are so finicky year to year, and that's the word I always use. I can't find a better one yet, but it's just you never really know what you're going to get. And again, I've talked about with Minter as well. I think there could be some regression coming. I think we saw it a little bit at the beginning of last year. I just think there's no real rush to extend A.J. Minter. If he has another good year, kind of looks like his dominant self, I think there's still plenty of time to make that happen. But it's just there's no real reason to rush that right now with a reliever, in my opinion. Players right right now, you hear them talking. They're focused and determined, saying this team is you know can't accept anything less than a World Series. Similar to what we hear heard Strider say at Fan Fest. You know that's great spring spring training speak. Good to hear, but you know until it happens, until you get there, it's kind of all just talk at this point. But you do live, love to see the focus that they have and that it is World Series or bust for all of them. Got to hear from Waldrop. His first big league camp, his first year after being drafted, said he's already been there for about a week and he's ready to just take advantage of the opportunities that are given to him. So really excited to see him, what he can do. Notable position players who arrived early, Jared Kelnick. I love to see that. He was one of the things I mentioned on yesterday's episode. I want to see him get integrated into that clubhouse. want to see that great work ethic that he has and he's already there, Michael Harris is there, Matt Olson, Austin Riley. A lot of these position players are going to trickle in here over the next couple of days. So wanted to mention that. Now getting to our countdown to opening day, we are now at 43 days. We are not that far away. Last player to wear number 43 for the Atlanta Braves was 
Julius Chasin, who wore it in 2016. Luis Avalon wore it from 2012 to 2015. For some reason, I remember the Luis Avalon era very poorly. I remember being just so frustrated every time Freddie Gonzalez brought him in, but he was really good for two years. I don't know how he succeeded in 2013. He had a 1.52 ERA, a 0.94 whip in 65 innings with just 38 strikeouts. I don't know how that's possible as a reliever today where it seems like almost every reliever is at least a K per nine. He struck out 38 in 65 innings, mostly just facing lefties. Jesse Chavez, uh, the Prince, wore it in 2010. Mark Wallers, he wore it the most from 1991 to 1999. Other notables, Wes Covington, Rico Cardi, and Cito Gaston also wore the number 43 with the Braves. So we are just right around the corner to getting to opening day. And I'm so excited. I see Sean Finley in here saying Braves will win the division by at least 10 games. I would love to see that. Jeffrey Humphreys, Braves win over 100 games. Surely never know what happens in a regular season, but definitely if everybody stays healthy and they play their potential, that will be the case, I believe. Uh, Brian Willett says, Freed will help win the World Series and then be a Dodger next year. Hey, if... If he helps us win another World Series and he wants to go elsewhere, you know, thank you for all you've done in your service here with the Atlanta Braves. All right, that will do it for this episode of a Lockdown Braves. Sorry if I didn't get to some of the comments tonight. I will make sure and go back and read those. I didn't get to your question. Make sure you put it in the comment section down below. Make sure you subscribe. We are now on the officially on the road to 10K by opening day. You can help me get there. Hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you follow us on social media at shortstop ball and at locked on underscore brace make sure that you rate review and subscribe to the locked on brace podcast wherever you get your podcast and we will talk to you next time hey this is stacy gotsoulias dc lundberg ryan finkelstein taylor blake ward host of locked on yankees locked on mariners locked on mets locked on angels and you're listening to locked on braves locked on braves locked on braves part of the locked on podcast network 